Today we continue the sermon series that we started at the beginning of Lent, which is calling, discovering our purpose. And today we're going to be examining the theme of transforming or transformation. The person on which we'll focus today will be Saul, whose name became Paul after his transformation. And the story that precedes this text uh, today um, is a story that takes place on the road to Damascus, Syria. And today, as Randall read, we have that um, transforming experience that actually took place in a home, in the home of one disciple named Judas. Uh, not the Judases that we had as the disciples of Jesus, but another uh, who welcomed both Saul and Ananias in his home. This was where Saul was transformed. This was where he became the great apostle Paul, whom we would come to know as the one who wrote a third of the New Testament and the one who moved Christianity into the world with great power and strength. You know, Saul learned that many of the Jesus people had scattered to Damascus. And so he takes his letters of authorization from the chief priests and begins to expand his persecution uh, into Syria. Now Damascus was about 150 miles from Jerusalem, and so it was a journey of four to six days. And Paul was on, or Saul was on his way to Damascus, and there he would find these Christians. Uh, who were involved in a mission that he felt like would damage the Jewish faith. And so with his letters, with his authority, he went house to house, as the Scripture says, because the Christians were meeting in the closest form of community where they could meet one with another and pray with each other and worship together. He was there to arrest, to persecute, to imprison, and even to kill the followers of Jesus. Now, I have a question for us this morning. What do you think Saul was thinking as he um, began that journey from Jerusalem to Damascus? Do you think he might have been asking, what makes these Christians tick? Who is right in this matter? Could Jesus really be the promised Messiah? What made these folks love Jesus enough that they would die for their faith? Why did they make such a deep-seated commitment? And, and why, why did their lives seem to be so different in so full of joy. What made their communities so life-giving? I mean, for four or six days, uh, Saul would be on this trip, and so he no doubt was thinking about matters like this. 
You know, last week we talked about the importance of Christian community that we have missed so much this past year and that we haven't been able to gather as we normally do on Sundays. We're starting to get back into that, but we have missed what Christian community is all about. And, and many of us know how important small groups and classes mean to us. Uh, that experience of Christian community is even more intimate than when we're gathered here in larger groups for worship. Saul was transformed in the midst of the closest Christian community, a house church that met in the home of one named Judas. There, he experienced relationships, he experienced family, he experienced love, he experienced care, he experienced trust. And all of the things he was asking about the Christian community uh, on that road to Damascus, he was experiencing firsthand. The church of Jesus Christ, Christian community, was thriving in that day in the homes. You know, the first thing I want to say this morning about what it means to discover our purpose Related to transforming, I want to talk to us just a moment about a transforming perspective. The first aspect that we see in this Christian community uh, related to transforming was the transforming of Saul's perspective. Perspective can make a huge difference, can't it? Saul experienced the trauma of being blinded on the road and encouraging Jesus in the notable voice that said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? To add to that list of questions that were already filling Saul's mind, all of a sudden he has this experience of Jesus himself speaking to him directly, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul's perspective is dramatically changed as he falls to the ground and he's blinded by the light and he's taken into the home of Judas. And from that point on, Saul began seeing Christians in the context of community, in the love that they were offering him, this one who'd come to persecute the church. He was being changed right before their very eyes. And not only was Saul changed, but Ananias, he had a transforming perspective too, for he feared uh, Saul just as everyone else did. He didn't want any part of this Saul who had come to persecute the church. And the Lord revealed to Ananias that Saul was a chosen instrument of mine, the scripture says, to carry my name from the Gentiles, before the Gentiles and before the kings and the sons of Israel. So the Spirit, just as the Spirit spoke to Saul on the Damascus road about persecution, the Spirit spoke to Ananias about his own fear. You go ahead and you go and you, you be with Saul. Because I've got great plans for Saul, said the Spirit. 
and all in that home who witnessed Saul's transformation had a change of perspective too. This man whom they had feared, they no longer had to fear because this one was now a brother. He was a sibling with the rest of the Christians there. I want to say this word about Christian community. Christian's community can be a powerful experience when the Lord makes it a home where ungodly perspectives are challenged and changed while Christ-like perspectives are lifted up. Do you hear it? That's the purpose of Christian community, to change our perspectives. And those ungodly perspectives fade away, and those Christ-like perspectives are lifted up. The second thing I want us to note from this passage today is that we are not only set free through our changes in perspectives, but lasting freedom really comes through the changes of the transforming relationships that happen in the context of the church. I want us to think about that for just a moment. I want us to think about those transforming relationships that have changed you. Let's look at Saul. Saul's conversion was not sudden or, or as dramatic as it may first appear. Saul's heart became changed when he was encountering Christians, but perhaps most poignantly when he encountered the Christian named Stephen. Stephen had a a spiritual relationship with Christ. Stephen was the one who proclaimed Christ uh, in Jerusalem. And, and Stephen was the one who so offended the people of uh, the religion uh, the, that, that they wanted to stone him. They wanted to put him to death, and they did so. And, and Saul, as he held the cloaks of those who were stoning Stephen, he perhaps was thinking, how does this man continue to look with the glow of an angel on his face while all the time people are hurling stones to take his life away? Full of grace and full of power, Stephen was described to be. And Saul watched him being unjustly condemned and executed through the painful experience of stoning. Even in such a, trans, a traumatic uh, situation, Stephen excluded or exuded love and grace that, that made an impact on Saul. I, I, I like to think that Saul's heart at that time was breaking with this one who was so unjustly and cruelly killed. And then Ananias came to Saul in the home of Judas. Ananias was a devout and faithful follower of Jesus. He was reluctant at first to come, but it was that relationship that Ananias forged with Saul that was part of his transforming. 
Now, when, we, when he reached Saul, he laid his hands on Saul, the Scripture says, and then he greeted this one who had come to persecute the church by saying, Brother Saul. Brother Saul. No, no longer are you the notorious one who has come to bring um, extremely hard times upon us, but we see you as a brother. We want you to know that you are our brother in Christ. The devout Christian greeted the most notorious persecutor of the church in a word that spoke of a loving relationship. Brother. And later in the story of Acts, we know that, 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 that Paul, after his transfer, trans, uh, transformation from Saul became Paul, he meets a man named Barnabas. And as Paul was bringing the gospel to the Gentiles, there were those in Jerusalem among the, 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 the close followers of Jesus, those who were in authority, who questioned Paul's leading Gentiles into the faith. And it was Barnabas who was so well respected among those in Jerusalem who stood beside Paul and said, I will go with him on his journeys. I believe the Spirit has filled him in such a way that God will use him in great ways among the Gentiles and among the kings throughout all of Israel. At each turn, Saul experienced grace and forgiveness and love through relationships in Christian community. And finally this morning, I want to talk about a transforming purpose. You know, once Saul met Jesus face to face on the Damascus Road, his purpose in life completely changed. A complete reversal from one who persecuted the church to one who became known as the great evangelist in the church. The shift in his purpose is clearly seen in the verses in the passage that we read just earlier. For several days he was with the disciples at Damascus and in the synagogues, immediately he proclaimed Jesus, saying, He is the Son of God. Paul's purpose in life had been completely changed, and he was set free. Now, how many people in this day and age are guided by a purpose or a philosophy that is self-centered or developed based on a self-interest or even fears. We as Christians are called to another kind of purpose that is driven by a transforming power that changes us from the inside and makes us new creations. Christian community calls us to this higher place. You know, when perspectives are changed through relationships and purposes are changed as well, we can find freedom waiting to climb into our hearts. And it was that transformation of purpose that would enable 
one persecutor named Paul to write these words in 1 Corinthians. Love is patient and kind. Love never ends. So faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. You know, our joy becomes full as we begin to help others. As that uh, transforming takes place in our life and, and we reach out to others, it may be a prayer shawl, but it's like a healing balm in the lives of others. We'll feature some of that ministry tonight as we talk about food ministry. As we talk about our missions, as we talk about feed my starving children. But the purpose changes just like it did for Ananias. You might say, well, wait a minute. God, this is not my style. I'm afraid of that guy. And God says, I have a purpose for Saul. He's going to become Paul. And he It's going to make a huge difference for the kingdom. How is God using you or desiring to use you in your transformation to transform the lives of others?